The following program is intended for mature audiences. You're listening to Bottom Shelf Recording Talk. Sounds boring. Oh my, yeah. With your hosts, James Seabrook. Okay, you were paying attention, but the idea is clear in my head, but translating it into English is not. That's brutal. I understand the hypocrisy. And Joey Roach. I don't even know what you do. I was just told you were the man. Some people would say I'm overconfident. That could be my ego talking, though. I'm trying to think of the right word. Oh. Yeah. Must be a tough word. Next subject. Uh, you're bored with this one? You don't hear us gassing on about it. Give you in the horn. I don't think it means what you think it means. By the way, you know, when you're when you're telling these little stories, you have a big mouth. Here's a good idea. What are you even talking about? Have a point. Why are you airing personal matters with complete strangers? It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. Yeah, they seem they seem like a an interesting collection. Um Yeah. Okay. They seem like an interesting collection. I don't I haven't spent a ton of time looking at them, but the mm. only thing yeah. I've ever bought from Boom was uh, their medieval pack with all the swords and shit. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I'd like to own some others, but I can't justify it unless I'm going to do something with it. Can I do that? Adjust? Yeah. Just to, hey, there you know, you sound better. It was kind of aiming at your right eyeball. Cool. Yeah. That's where I'm speaking from, right? Well, most of the time. <laughs> some people shoot from the hip. You're all about the eyeball. <laughs> so today is going to be a um, slow build into caffeine. Yeah. Um, both of us seem incredibly slow paced this morning. I haven't had any coffee except for the sip I just had. Mm. And that was my first sip. Mm. So tasty. Yeah. It'll probably be a slow build actually it tastes, it, it tastes burnt today but that just might be me hmm. um so you mentioned before we started the show that you that you have done something production wise and it sounded like you might be interested in talking about it oh sorry tell us the story i didn't no tell i us didn't do anything production wise i was going to huh. do something today Oh, you're planning on doing something. Wise. Yeah. I gotcha. Um, old friend of mine from Germany, he's got a competition going on where you could win some VSTs or whatever. I, I don't really give a shit about that. Um, <laughs> okay. But I was thinking of starting... Uh, Is this Kim? No, he's Kim. from Australia. Oh, all right. Uh, I have your six or seven friends worldwide mixed up. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Well, I, I I talk about Kim more than I talk about Johnny, so mm. this is who I'm talking about is Johnny. Gotcha. Hi, Johnny. Um, anyway, he, he he's like a he's kind of a YouTuber. He's not like a daily YouTuber or anything like that, but right. he has his own solo. Well, it's not really a solo project anymore. It's like two people, him and a singer, right? Uh, project that. He, he releases every now and again. He gets a fair amount of listens, like a thousand a song or whatever. That's not bad. Which is admirable. That's more than I get. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so he, he had um, some company that makes like guitar VSTs or something. Uh, I guess teamed up with him to do a competition. Um, and he's making it a mixing contest where you uh, submit a song of his. Do you you know do your mix of it, mm-hmm. and then he he's going to judge it. 
oh, cool. and cool. award a winner who's going to get the the plugins. Sweet. Uh, but he's also going to be making a vi- a mix review video for every mix. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. So I was thinking I would opt out of the the contest part of it because I'm actually on a few credits for albums he's released and stuff. So right. there could be a conflict of interest there. That's fair. Um, not saying that he would actually do that. He would, if he was going to make me win, he would do it because he felt that my mix was the best. Right. But I don't want there to be this uh, um, this perception perception yeah. of a conflict of interest. What's um, what's but, his YouTube channel? Uh, we might as well give a shout out to our two listeners. <laughs> I'm not sure. What? It's either Johnny, whatever his last name is, I can never pronounce it, or it's Foratori, which is I'm the moon, like spelt like Foratori. the moon. Foratori. I. Lots of four Tories. Um, yeah, I got no idea. Um, no, nothing. Oh no, I I I found it already. Okay, well, what's the name? Give us the name. We gotta, we gotta tell people what the name I'm is. I'm just waiting for it to load. Ah, fuck. <laughs> so, yeah, four Tory. F-O-R-T-I-O-R-I. F-F-O-R-T-I-O-R-I. Fortiori. Whatever. It's a weird word, and it is a moon somewhere in space. I think it's a moon. Gotcha. I don't know. It's some space thing. I also take mixing and mastering jobs. And da-da, videos. Cool. We will put the... um, Majority of his videos are like him playing his own songs that's fair we will um but currently he has a, a competition going on sweet i think he's got the same uh the same mix desk that roland has no th- this is a yorkville desk that roland has yeah johnny doesn't have the yorkville desk yeah, well that that's fine i think he made it himself actually. oh really yeah. okay Oh yeah, I see. There, I see a better picture. Very different. Yeah. Cool. All good. All good. Cool. Well, we'll. Um, I'll put the. Uh, I'll put the link in. Um, in the show notes, so that people can track it down. Sure. If they so desire. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure the competition is, or like the contest or whatever you want to call it is almost over. Uh, I've been kind well, of procrastinating. He, he only put the, uh, only put it up a week ago. So, well, a week's the, a long time to do a mix. Like I haven't even started. I haven't even started. Like made a, a <laughs> yeah project yet. I'll, you know what? I'll put a link directly to the, um, directly to the, uh, the YouTube video. And I'll probably only do like a three or four hour mix. So it was eleven days ago. My apologies. Um, End of the contest is September 15th, so there's still more Holy time. Holy shit, that's a long time. Yeah, you got another two weeks. Um, there you go. Here, I was thinking it was like close to the beginning of September. <laughs> right? That must be uh, a different contest. Oh, I, I like... Thinking of. <clears throat> I like the... Uh, I like one of the rules. No drum replacement. Yep. I like that. Uh, he had to make a video explaining uh, why that rule 
exists. Really? Yep. Interesting. And he had to tell people, like, because, one, it's not as fun, and it doesn't show off your mixing talents. Yeah. And, two, like... Well, I think I think one of the people... One of the things that people misunderstand about mixing is that mixing is not just creative. M- mixing is the ability to manipulate things technically yeah, so that they work in a mix. Yeah. And that's, that's even more important than the creative side of it. That is the number one thing. The number one factor in mixing is being able to manipulate the technical side of all the tools that you need and get what you need out of the tracks because shit there's been many a years where you couldn't replace shit yeah or many budgets where you couldn't afford to in the past anyway his first point though was like sample replacements not mixing it and in a sense it's cheating i personally don't give a shit if it's considered cheating yeah when it comes to paid jobs yeah, I, I contests I a, like this, like I, I, I will, I'll keep the originals. I might layer something on. I don't know yet, but <laughs> um, are you? So, are you allowed to do sample enhancement? I don't think you are. Yeah, but since I'm opting out of the contest anyway, like I don't give a <laughs> shit. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Mm, excuse me, but I'm gonna start. A YouTube channel for the you're, future studio. You're starting a YouTube channel. Yeah, I'm going Excellent. to. Um, I, the plan I think will be when I start building to actually like make videos of me building the the space. Mm-hmm. And as it's running, I can even have videos of like what's going on in the studio. Blah blah blah. I think that's a great idea, man. Um, especially, especially if you can do uh, a series on building the studio, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much what I'm going to have the studio start as. It's just like, here's mm-hmm. this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. Have you come in, come to any more conclusions about, uh, um, about your myriad of thoughts that are floating around your brain about the studio? Uh, I'm going to keep it simple for the time being, but it is going to be a tracking space for sure. Uh, I actually already have interest in, uh, from people, uh, to, to rent it out. Yeah. Sweet despite me not having done anything with it yet. <laughs> and despite being over a year away? Uh, less than a year away now. You think so? Yeah, it's going to be spring of next year that we get the place, so that'll be when we start building. Right. So maybe, like, doors will be open a year from now, but... Hmm. Cool. It's funny that that's your timeline, because I'm... I'm... I'm talking with another engineer about downsizing the studio here to um to a mix only type of studio you're gonna make this place a mix only place? yeah we've been talking about it um about so you're gonna have like multiple control rooms then or 
Yeah, well, a lot of the work, a lot of the work that's been coming in has been um, remote recording, right? Um, Roland, of course, uh, that's his main focus is the, is um, working with, working with um, people who record themselves, record themselves and, and doing all the post-production and, and I, um, a big chunk of the work that I've, um, I've been working on the last, I don't know, the last six months has been, and now it's, it's not been the exclusive, but a big chunk of it. And so we've been talking, been talking about the pros and cons of, of that kind of business. Mm. Yeah. So it's, uh, we'll see. Uh, I've been looking at it and like the price to make the space that I have in mind. If I only rent the space for 40 days a year, it'll pay itself off in four years. And that's at my cheap, I know you and trust you rate. Right. Yeah. Like if I, on average, I'm going to probably be making more than that. Um, yeah, that's my conservative uh, estimate is that four years I will pay off the cost of building the space. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's still a, that's still a presti- uh, a hefty price tag up front though. It is. Yeah. yeah. But I think four years at 40 days a year is pretty good. Yeah. I, I haven't been able to, I mean, outside of my own projects or Roland's projects, mm-hmm. um, we don't rent this place out 40 days a year. Um, or we haven't been able to. Yeah. But uh, I have, this is me renting to other people and if i didn't do anything else but rent to other people yeah yeah for sure uh for sure. if i'm getting projects in though uh this place is going to pay itself off uh, a lot quicker faster. yeah 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 and for that, the first that, couple of years i'm going to probably pump every dollar the studio makes but does back that into it. does that include your gear expense um because because that the the number you just threw at me that was that was um less than just the physical construction of this place. Well, I'm thinking $25,000 to get it up and mm. running. That's including the gear, the bare minimum gear I need to right. do so. Yeah, that's fair. If I was to do everything that I would like to do with the space, that would probably bring the cost to like $100,000. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, are you doing all the all the construction yourself? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Mm-hmm. We might have some contractors for like electricity or something. Right. I don't know. Like we'll probably have to hire someone to sign off on it anyway, but yeah, um, that's okay. Yeah. I, I know a lot of engineers and stuff like that. So I don't know, maybe they have the knowledge to know how to do certain things. One of my friends is trying to help as much as he can but he's having a kid so he may not be able to help out very much but you know, those first couple of years of having a kid there's not a not a lot of brain left over yeah i'm i'm not expecting much especially since he'll be the main provider of the the family for probably the first year or so hmm. yeah or at least know. it's that's what it sounds like is their plan um not that i mind like i had it seems like a lot of my friend group are willing to help out with this, mm-hmm. this space. 
Yeah. Especially at work. I got a lot of people who, who want to help out. Sweet. And right on. those same people will probably rent out the space. Mm-hmm. Or at the very least, tell people of the space and then it'll open up the the possibility that's, of... That's the beautiful thing about um, about a network like that. Yeah. Having having that um, that built-in, almost built-in word of mouth, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Um, it's tough to grow um, without uh, without that kind of thing. Oh, you're on your phone. What's going on? I was just trying What's... to open my calculator and it wouldn't open. I can't remember <laughs> why I wanted to open my calculator, though. You were doing math on something. Right. Math. Uh, what are you doing math on? I was going to see, try to calculate, like, conservatively if I had rented out the space every day of the year kind of thing what i would potentially make <laughs> i doubt i could do it but well um 52 times five times your number um that's not right uh oh um how many hours a day five hours a day i was thinking eight all right um yeah that'd be that'd be a good living if you could uh if you could rent it out every day yeah yeah no no i at the very least a good alternate income um yeah trying to find ways to have multiple streams of income hmm Well, it's, uh, <coughs> excuse me, if you have, if you have all those buddies that you're willing to rent to, right? Yeah. Um, then of course, if you have the day job, mm-hmm. that's always a helpful thing. Well, um, I'm not going to quit my day job anytime soon. Like that <laughs> studio would have to be making. It would have to be making that number, um, right out of the gate. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, yeah, for me to quit my day job, I'd want it to be making more than what my day job makes. Mm-hmm. With less time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well. Because I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure I could get a studio to be at the point where I am am in terms of wage, but it'd take a lot of, it would just take a lot of work. A lot of work and a lot of yeah. time. And I'd much rather, if I am convert, trend, if I'm going to go full time into a mm. studio, um, I'd much rather it be already at that point that I've developed it to support a, li- a living for myself. Right. Without having to really hustle to just pay my bills for the first couple of months mm-hmm. rather be kind of I'd rather it be getting to the point where I'm so busy that my day job's getting in the way yeah that's what that's what you want with any um, small business mm-hmm. yeah and that's I hit that point close to near the end of year two um, not that I was making a lot of money but any any job I would take on now 
I didn't start with a day job. Um, I started because I lost my day job. But in those first two or three years, I tried, I, I think I had, I think I had two different jobs um, lined up, one of which I actually worked at for three days. But every time I sat down and did the math, the expectation was that I, you know, I worked so many hours, I, that would actually have cost me money at the studio. So instead I chose to focus on pushing the studio harder. And, and now the studio, I mean, the studio does okay. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it pays for itself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm trying to get it so that my studio has got some pretty low overhead and thus yeah, I can pay it. Like whatever it costs me is paid. Right. Um, like within a day of being rented type of thing. And that's, that's what I'm trying to get to here as well is, um, is lower, lower, um, overhead. Is that why you're thinking of converting to all mixing? Well, yeah, in in part, um, one of the things that costs me the most money, and I, as you know, I've been for the last for the last year and a half, I've been keeping as detailed records as I can about how I spend my time, right? Yeah. And one of the things that one of the things that costs me the most money, sorry one of the things that I spend the most time on where I'm not getting paid is dealing with people, dealing with people that they just randomly show up or they, um, they show up, uh, early or they show up late or they leave a huge mess and I have to clean up, Mm -hmm. um, or they, um, they screwed something up and I need to fix it. And, I don't build them for it. So there's all that kind of, all that kind of stuff um, makes me, has led me to consider at least moving away from, moving away from having people directly in, directly in the studio, at mm-hmm. least for my own clientele, you know? Yeah. Um, still love the idea of renting this place out to other people. Yeah. Um, and my prices are right in line with yours. So yeah. But, uh, oh, excuse me. That was a big one. Um, but it's, uh, I can, I can actually streamline the business and reduce quite a bit of the overhead by just not working with as many, as many people directly in the studio. Um, at least, at, at least it's a, it's an experiment I'm going to, I'm going to toy with. Um, so. Okay. Yeah. We'll see over the next year, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, um, at the start of September here, I'm starting to, I'm going to start rebuilding the, uh, the website just a little bit to include the, um, online Mexican mastering to take advantage of more of those, more of those calls that I'm getting. Um, and we'll see where it goes. All right. Yeah. Um, <coughs> yeah. I'm still, I'm still absolutely going to work with people locally. There's mm-hmm. still, there's still some bands that I really want to work with yeah. and I want to, I want to be a contributor. <laughs> Happy puppy. Um, 
so I'm still I'm still going to pursue that. Um, uh, and you know, like I said, we'll see we'll see where it all goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm also doing a lot more um, a lot more non music work, which is uh, those are usually the higher paying jobs too. Sometimes, yeah, um, and that's that's good. I as much as I as much as I enjoy the difference that's not the right way to put it but um it's a nice it's a nice change anyway yeah because a lot of a lot of that stuff again is just it's unattended sessions you know yeah yeah a few weekends ago i had like a i don't want to call it an opportunity because like through discussing with this person it was just made clear that I just didn't have the schedule at the time sure. uh, to help him out. But um, one of my coworkers, he, he builds uh, video games for fun. <laughs> okay. And he's in the last year, he's been joining some, uh, some competitions kind of things mm. where like you have a weekend or you have a week to build a game and oh, it cool. has to, and here's your theme. And it's usually like a one word theme right. and you have to make that word work somehow yeah um for the game and so he's been doing that and like he's been approaching uh myself and uh one other person at work to do like the sound design stuff for him yeah nice so a couple weeks ago it just didn't work out because I, th I think this was during the fringe but like i my weekend was just jam-packed already and yeah. so i couldn't I couldn't get the time to help him out to do this, but I might be doing some stuff outside of music myself. That's awesome. Yeah. Video games sounds like it'd be fun. I've, I've tried to get jobs at local video game studios. We've talked about that. Yeah. Which uh, may not exist anymore if their next game uh, doesn't do well. Who is this? Uh, Bioware. Really? Yeah, they... The rumor is that uh, if their next game doesn't do well, because the last, I don't know if it's been the last two games, but like the last game that Bioware made, uh, it bombed. Mm. And it wasn't the main studio uh, that made it. It was like a studio in Montreal that made it, that just happened to have the same name. And so, you know, they have this, there was this expectation because Bioware Edmonton has this reputation of making really good games. Right. Um, but so Bioware Montreal was given that expectation and they just didn't. No kidding. Didn't live up to the expectations that the general public had for this game. It doesn't help that this game also has like a, a huge following. What was the, uh, what was the, what was the game? Uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. That was another Mass Effect, hey? Yeah. Uh, it was the fourth, I think. Yeah, fourth installment. This one was like you're in a different mm -hmm. a different galaxy or something altogether. Well, they're hiring. Well, yeah. Uh, well, that's because they're approaching crunch. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but... Uh, yeah, they have a game called 
Anthem that's supposed to come out, I think, in October, maybe November. Anthem Live? Maybe. It It's just a four-player Iron Man go-around shooting things kind of game. <laughs> I enjoy that. Uh, but the speculation is that if that game doesn't sell well, yeah. um, the, the parent company, EA, will close down BioWare. Because that's how BioWare works. Or sorry, that's how EA works is they let a studio do whatever they want so long as they're making hits. And then um, when they have that one game that doesn't do as well as their previous games, then there's a lot of pressure on the parent company to make a, a hit. And if they don't make like a super hit, they get closed down. That just That just seems like a bad business practice. It is, but they own so many studios and all, all these studios have like a reputation of making like really good games. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, it's just micromanaging that. Yeah. And like that leads to these studios making bad games because people who shouldn't be designing games are dictating what should be in a game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which then, you know. Yeah, people who want to play these games, they play it and go like, "This is bad." Yeah, I'm trying to think of. Um, there's a one of our neighbors here is a um, game developer. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just bought a space, um, and Saturday night they had a dance party in there. <laughs> I can only assume that it's a dance party because they had loud dance music thundering out front and back because they own the entire front to back space cool um and i could hear it at our doorway so like this is a new ten or uh they're not well they they own um they own their space but i'm I'm trying to think of what the name was i had it um the other day but i can't think of their name they're they're kind of dicks whoever they are they uh I've, i've run into a couple of them um, since they moved in, in, uh, March, I think. Uh-huh. And they're super secretive. They have, they don't want to talk to people. Um, they don't want people looking in. They have all the windows taped up with garbage bags, all the windows and doors taped up with garbage bags. So no one can actually see in. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty commonplace for video game companies in general. Uh, which is fine, which yeah. is fine. But, um, um, yeah, just uh, unpleasant. Yeah. Uh, walking the dog met one lady that was um, holding the door open for something. And um, of course, I didn't know what they were. Yeah. And so I ask. And she says, it's none of your fucking business. I'm sorry. I'm just a curious neighbor. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, my um, my opinion of them is pretty low. Whether or not they have, whether or not they have anything to contribute at all, and for that I matter, if this is um, code hack, it's uh, amplified code. That was the name of the company. I'm going to look it up. Oh, okay, because uh, like Code Hack is a, a game development company here in town, and they are a bunch of dicks. They. Mm. They usually put their games in what's called early access. And then when the game makes a bunch of money, 
that's supposed to go to development of the game. They yeah. just close down the game and then go on to the next project that they do the early access on. Um, they're currently setting up shop. Um, well, they have a .ca as well as a .com. Is it different? No. Sorry, what was this company called? Amplified Code. AmplifiedCode.ca or .com. Um, they're currently looking for lead designer, UX designer, and a senior level application developer. Hmm. Um, uh, <laughs> you should uh, tell people what you're laughing yeah. at. Um, <clears throat> so I clicked on contact the director. Mm-hmm. And um, an error came up. It said, there is no application set to open the URL, blah, 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 blah. No. <laughs> no. So, bad code. Well, mobile apps and game dev. So, yeah. they're doing phones and shit. Yeah, which is which is like the the, the cheap, no easy way. No wonder they're, they're dicks. They're just yeah. trying to rip people off. That's the new, that's the new, um, the new pyramid scheme. Hey, is, uh, uh maybe that's, that's what I, I, I mean. Pyramid scheme, scheme still exists, but like, yeah, but I mean, um, this is, this is, this, this is the new like money making scheme, legit, right? Like business. It's just, they, they're going to practice like, uh, money making schemes that I, I don't agree with. Right. Which is just like, um, a lot of like what casinos kind of do to try to make you feel good about spending like a dollar here or there. Right. But like when you actually look at the grand scheme of how much you spend, it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I make a point of not, like, I make a point of not spending any money at all on those type of things because I know it's a rabbit hole. Yeah. I know it's an end. Well, once you do the first time, then it's easy enough to spend, oh, just another dollar here, another $3 there. I'm another... pretty careful about which yeah. like mobile games I I have, and, and usually the ones that I, I like, you pay for them up front, and they don't have much, if any, yeah. in-app purchases. And if they do have some in-app purchases, it's it's like additional content that you keep forever, like, right. and then like yeah. maybe an additional character or something like that. That's right. So, I don't know. The ones I... I, I the games on mobile devices that I like are more like your traditional video games where you actually have a product that you can enjoy without a, a thing being like, spend more money in order to progress even further. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Fuckers. Yeah. But that's, that's the, that's the landscape. Yep. Yeah. If I had, if I had coding, a coding background, I'd certainly take a crack at it. Mm. I wish I had C++ um, just so that I could build some plugins. Because mm. uh, I, I, I would like to build some plugins. I have some ideas. Yeah, you have a lot of ideas. Yeah, I just don't necessarily have the skills needed to... <laughs> pursue those ideas you know what you should do you should start a blog or something um where all you do is 
send out the, the ideas that are in your head that you know you're never going to pursue, you just send them out into the world. Let someone take. Yeah, but the thing is about like my plug-in ideas is I think I would pursue it. Oh, I, okay. I just don't have the capital to pay a programmer and be like, here's my idea. Please make it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you could always, um, you could always do the, uh, the rapper thing and have, uh, I'll pay you an exposure. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say we can split the money, man. <laughs> yeah. But I'll actually mean it and have like a business plan. I know. And that's, that's why, that's why I think it, th- that approach might work. Right. Maybe, uh, I was, and it, I know and it, a person in my friend group that has a computer sciences degree. Mm-hmm. And so I was thinking of asking them, um, yeah, if they would be willing to do something like that. And then of course I'd pay them, uh, a royalty on every pl- plugin that was purchased. Well, and, and if you, um, like getting a loan from the bank, um, my old man used to talk about this all the time. So it's kind of like ingrained in my brain. A bank will, most banks will turn down your business plan, right? Okay. They'll just flat out refuse your business plan saying that they don't believe that it's going to be possible. But there's always that one that you'll find that will eventually say, yeah, I see the value in this. We're willing to take this risk with you. Mm-hmm. And it might be the same with, it might be the same with, um, with these software engineers, finding the finding the right person that is both willing to do it and willing to take the risk right yeah Yeah. because i i I mean as someone who knows a little bit of insight into what your ideas are i think they have merit and i think i think they're worth pursuing well i want to pursue them i just i don't have the skills necessary nor do i have the time to acquire those skills but you do have the time to to do the business plan and to flesh out the idea and to interview um, people until you find someone that's willing to take the risk on with you and yeah. on and on and on, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in, in that regard, it's worth pursuing. Okay. Yeah, dude. Well, do it. Yeah. Well, I, I want to <laughs> pursue it. I just, I'm putting those ideas on the back burner for now, like. I feel like those could be a good alternate source of income down the road, down the road. Yeah. 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 That's fair. Yeah, that is fair. <laughs> um, <clears throat> excuse me. I was telling you something downstairs, um, when we were getting coffee about your, um, difference in opinion. Oh yeah. Uh, client. Um, so I had a, had a client in here that based on their music and based on their lyrical ideologies, mm-hmm. I kind of figured we might be pretty similar ideologically. Okay. And they made a comment while we were working on one of their tracks. This is going back a few months, right? right. Uh, they made a comment while, uh, while we were working on one of their tracks that made me think they were joking and so I yelled out, are you a so-and-so supporter? And the two guys, they just jumped up and said, yeah. <laughs> um, and it almost, 
I, I should never have asked the question. Mm-hmm. I should never have been so confident in assuming that I knew their ideological stance. Right. Um, but they were absolutely, they were absolutely on the other side of the fence. And so it took every bit of willpower not to get into it. And one of them who was much younger, um, still in his, still in his mid teens, uh, right. Um, he couldn't let it go. And so we ended up, we ended up having to have the very heated and, and mostly James ranting about, um, yeah. And, and so it got really, really awkward for about, for about 45 minutes before we got back on track and, and we were able to just kind of let it go. Yeah. Yeah. I felt really bad, but what do you do? What do you do? They were, um, and they typified, this is something that, this is something that bugged me the most about it. They only looked at two or three aspects of the other side of the fence, the let's call it uh, right-wing conservatism. Okay. They only looked at those, I think it were three different things that they were looking at and the reason why they were on that side of the fence and why they were a supporter of, of, of who they support. Right. And they were a mixed bag of, you know, reasonable, they have really strong religious beliefs, which blow my mind because they swear like they're drunk sailors. Um, and they say awful, awful things, uh, at least from a religious person's perspective. And so um, I, 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 I could understand, I could forgive that one. Mm-hmm. But then everything else, everything else was either they were completely unaware that that the far right supports that and they didn't realize or they were steeped in they were steeped in just the um uh the propaganda of of um the propaganda of the anti-left i don't even know what that's called i'm just you know what i'm trying to say like i'm 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 really trying to avoid saying yeah. the Oompa name. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it was, I don't want to say it was one of the more awkward situations because I've, I've definitely had worse situations here, but it was, it was really tough to look at them the same way after that. Because mm. um, I, I, I genuinely like these guys. And it's, it's, it's not one of those, it's not one of those things that I can, it's such a, it's such a divide, especially now it's such a divide that it's not something that's easy to look past. Wow. It, it, it doesn't help that politics are so weird right now. Yeah. It would be fun to have a political podcast though. Uh, I don't know. Political <laughs> podcasts right now are either like 
far left or far right. And there, there's no like action, and, and they they never talk to each other either. And it, or if they do talk to each other, it's always like something stupid where whoever the host of the podcast is is getting someone who they know will make their political opponent uh, look stupid. You know what I really enjoy right now is a um, podcast channel called Some More News. And he is, he's funny in an angry kind of way. He doesn't particularly support either left or right. Although, I mean, the right does so many really outrageous things that he talks about them a lot. Um, but he criticizes both sides and he's incredibly well-researched, or at least he comes across incredibly well-researched. Mm. So I really, and he does it as a kind of a mock news show. Okay. Um, and so I, I really enjoy it. I um, See, I don't mind some of those news outlets, but like usually those are like comedic shows where they're, mm-hmm. they're talking about the stupid shit that either political side, side. is doing. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, I actually just watched one that was criticizing uh, the left and their whole straw band. You know what? That was this, that, that's that's probably the same one. A nonpartisan look at the very stupid straw band. Some more news with Cody Johnson, a guy, mm. dark hair, beard, big heavy beard. Maybe no. I mean everybody ha- looks like that. That's that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that that one just came out a day ago. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, it probably is. Uh, mm-hmm. But, I I really enjoy I really enjoy his perspective on things. Yeah. Yeah. If we're thinking of the same one, I think he has like a group of researchers who actually researches things. And... Is that this guy? Yep. Yeah. Does he have a group of researchers? Well, it is like a production. Yeah, but he 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 made a joke specifically in there that um, about how he's actually all by himself on this. Okay. Well, maybe yeah. he is by himself. Like, I mean, he, his his show only comes out like what once a week. Yeah, if uh, every every two weeks it seems. Okay, so yeah. he has two weeks to research a topic and then talk about it. Yeah, and I mean the straw band is pretty stupid because in the grand scheme of things, like if you're banning plastic straws because animals eat it in the ocean, then you have to ban all plastics. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and and not untrue uh, when I first heard of the plastic ban and the reason why like that was my response because mm-hmm. I knew like that it's not just straws it's like all plastics all plastics break down into these pellets that get into yeah. uh, into the mouths of creatures because they think it's food it's it's just dumb it's worse than cornflakes <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I do enjoy productions that are nonpartisan. Is that the right term? They, 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 they don't, they don't specifically pick non, a side. Nonpartisan would mean that it, it affects both sides. Oh, would it not? Okay. Maybe I'm confusing what the term actually means, but. But I do like, I do prefer, I do prefer um, productions that sit in the middle that can easily criticize both sides. Yeah. Um, and 
as long as they come across appearing well-researched and yeah yeah i wish a political party would just form and be in the center well that's kind of what the liberals are in canada in in canada they're like a right-leaning are you kidding they're very capitalist they're not conservatives the liberals sorry the liberals they they have capitalist yeah but from motives uh, just like the conservatives conservatives are just super capitalists and want like everything privatized yeah but right left um that's not that's not a whatever the liberals are not that far left at no, all. that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. They sit in the middle. Not really. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, they absolutely do. No. From, 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 from a social perspective, why are we talking about politics on a music on podcast? On audio <laughs> podcast, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, whatever. I, I, whatever. I don't like liberals. I don't like any parties in Canada or yeah. the United States. I vote green every, every time. I don't care I for voted, green either. Well, Primarily because they're just a, a one-note party, more or less, to me. You clearly haven't read their um, read their uh, platform, then, because yeah, they're probably not recently. Yeah, I mean, they are definitely very environmental focused, environmentally focused. Yeah, um, but they're they're the party to me that represents the true middle. Mm. Um, and as much as Elizabeth May gets arrested all the time. Um, for her political for activism, political activism. Um, she is the only, at least in the last election, she was the only, um, person running that I actually had any faith in. Now I understood she would never get into power because the green party, I think in total, they've had, they've won three seats in any election, yeah. but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, in other news, I don't actually have other news, but I can go look some up. (laughs) Um, uh, what's this, this, um, Hey, okay. This is great. I, I really enjoyed this. This is, this will be a nice geek out. Did you see the new, um, golden age, uh, golden age projects line of equipment? No, I'm actually really excited about this. Um, and I don't know why, like, because Golden Age is not specifically an amazing company, but I just like their products. Okay. What um, are they releasing? So they have decided to release a upgrade, not not an upgraded, but a higher line of their, their uh, 1073 clone. Okay. And they've decided to go with the look of it, right? Mark III. Was it just the Mark III? I don't know. I'm just... I went Golden Age audio, and like one of the top results was Golden Eight or Pre Seventy Three Mark Three. Yeah, and that's one of the. I used to have the Mark Two, right? I had a pair of the Mark Twos, and it's one of the things I, I wish I didn't really uh, wish I didn't sell. Um, is it the Deluxe Pre Seventy Three Deluxe? That's not it. Uh, they also they also have just announced a. Um, they have just announced a, um, no, it's, it, that's not it. It's not even on the website yet. Ha. Um, they just announced a, um, a U47 clone and a 251 clone, an Elam 251 clone. Okay. Which is, I think it's cool. 
Um, I need to go here. Golden. Uh, yeah, here we go. I don't, can I forward this to you and you'll yeah. get this? Uh, no, uh, forward. Here we go to Joey. You're still uh, joey.coldweather? Yep. Sweet. I'm going to keep that as a personal email, but I'm thinking of making a couple emails for the, the studio itself. Mm. So they've called it Golden Age Premiere. <clears throat> and they have a uh, they have an EQ version and a non-EQ version. Um, oh, they're, they're going with the 73 colors. Yeah. Cool. Now, it's... Uh, and they're making a, a, a 251. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's that's cool. Um, they have a, a LA3A Junior, which is cool because they can fit four of them in a in a rack space. Yeah, interesting. I don't know if I would ever want four of those. Yeah. I could see I could see having four of them in a rack. Can you? Yeah. Huh. Um. Are they making rack years so that you can? Yes. Yeah. Um. Not super excited about their uh, ribbon mics, but um, that I, looks like a Bloomline ribbon mic. Yeah. 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 It's a it's adjustable though, so you can do you can run. You can run uh, from 90 degrees to uh, 115 degrees. Oh, no. So you can run 115 degrees down to 45, I think. Oh, so you can even set it up as an XY pair then. Yeah. Okay. But the, X, the XY is, is Bloomline because they're... they're. Uh, yeah, but if you change the angle a bit, you're going to still have that, that null somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Um, one of the podcasts I'm working on is having a, starting a conversation about lemmings. That's great. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, I'm, um, so I, I saw this email yesterday. Yeah. I think it was yesterday. And, um, in fact, I'm going to put it back in there cause I want to hang on to it. Uh, I saw this email yesterday and it made me start thinking about my microphone collection naturally. Cause that's all I do. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, and I started to, I started to, I started to, um, go down the rabbit hole of, um, what do I keep doing to vocals, um, with the mics that I have. Right. And, we have a few minutes left, so this will be this will be an actual audio conversation, or a conversation about audio. Most, pretty much all of the microphones I have are pretty are, are dark in color, right? Okay. What I and and what I tend to do is I boost the snot out of the out of the highs and the upper mids, right? Um, to get that bright, focused thing. Mm-hmm. And of course I, I do it because I'm, I mean, I use the U47 clone that we have yeah. uh, a lot because the mid range sounds spectacular and it can be boosted, um, really nicely without 
generally, generally without sounding awful. Right. But what I don't have, what I don't have is a, is a microphone specifically for vocals that can be really focused on that, on that upper mid and high frequency stuff, like a 251, for example. Um, and if I continue to do a lot of pop and hip hop, like I've been doing the last year, um, is it worth investing? It's not if I, if I go to like a mix master studio, right? Yeah. Um, but, uh, is that the kind of thing that's worth investing? Investing in, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Depends on what you do with this place, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're here, we're here at least until the summer of 2020. Oh, right? yeah. You, you um, got a decision y- on that? Yeah, we did. Um, uh, yeah, we came to, um, we came to a decision that, uh, that we're, um, we're going to stay as is, um, at least location wise until, until, uh, the summer of 2020 when our lease runs out. Right. At that point, depending on what the lease goes up, um, what the lease, the rental rate goes up, we'll, uh, we'll make a decision at, at that point. But, yeah. um, well, isn't the owner of this building trying to sell? He is. And he wants yeah. you out to, um, well, he'd, for whatever reason he had asked, um, He'd asked very politely and he knew full well that it was entirely my option because, um, I have the, I have the, uh, the lease agreement, right? Yeah. So he can't force me out. I've been a good tenant. I've paid on time most of the time. Um, I've eaten a lot of losses because of the place and because of the building issues. Um, and anyway, so. Uh, yeah, so we, we, we spent a couple months exploring options, uh-huh. um, about what it would take for me to, to leave, to, to move locations. Yeah. And it, it just looks like it's not going to. Doesn't make sense you know. to, to go. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I mean, short of some amazing deal coming along and saying, Hey, yeah, we could make your life easy. Well, did, right? what ended up happening with that one studio? Uh, that was like. Yeah. So Last there, you talked to me about that, it, 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 it sounded like it was going to be a no go, but he still wanted to talk to you about it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we just came to the decision that all the, all the accessory expenses that go into that space, mm-hmm. it's just more than I could, more than I could. I, I'm looking at downsizing expense, not increasing expense. And yeah. so that would have, that would have raised the cost of business by, close to $1,500 a month, all, all said, all said and done. <clears throat> and if I had a, if I had a big pool of money to float myself through, say the first year while I'm transitioning into that space and then getting it up and going, yeah, then there'd be no problem, but I don't. So, so it just doesn't make sense. So he's going to probably find another buyer. Probably. Maybe yeah. the, that kid yeah, will probably maybe. run it to the ground. It is what it is. Yeah. Or at least I speculate that. Yeah. Well, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, whatever. It's, yeah. It's not like that recording studio has been doing much. Uh, That's true. All right. Um, thanks so much. We uh, will be back eventually. Yeah. Follow our hosts on Twitter 
at Two Bodies of Water. You got that mic in a comfortable spot yet? I'm still working on it. At Joey R. Engineer. I can't even talk. I don't remember what my point was. This is a boring podcast. Um, I realize at the end of this, we didn't introduce ourselves. On to the internet you go. Go switch off.